0: With it. You're lingering. So we haven't had Joey on the podcast in a while. Hey hey, Joey my J Dog. What the fuck have you been doing? You yeah, know, please it's a, tell it's us a something. Lot, it's a lot something. of like uh, you know, working on the memoirs. So you haven't done shit? The memoirs? You've been working on the memoirs since you were thirteen. And they're coming along. Just nice. They're good. Oh man. Are you still in the chapter about your grandma? Yeah, it's a long chapter. She's a strong woman. <laughs> Um, anything else going on? They fire you from work yet? Not yet. That's what I like to hear. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a day to day struggle. I sent you a job link today, just in case. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it on. I know. <laughs> I in case you're wondering, somebody gave me this
1: like cocktail drink, and then I realized it's non alcoholic cocktails. That's
0: Dark and spicy. It's yeah. A mocktail?
1: Yeah, I guess it's a mocktail. Now I'm just like offended. Isn't that just a fruit juice? It really is. I mean, I
0: don't even really know what the fuck it is. What the you fuck? I'm going to put the fuck? shit in a can. It's basically I'd like a piece to piece.
1: shout out Pete from um, Violet Crown. Thanks, Pete, for this shit.
0: M- mocktailing you?
1: Yeah, the mock telling me. It's a real prank on you.
0: Fuck, man. It's Damn, embarrassing. a bartender
2: giving me like a mocktail. I just took <sighs> my Violet Crown hoodie off because it's hot as shit outside. <laughs> it is, dude. It's nice. You to got see the me. hoodie? I got the hoodie. What
0: the fuck, Pete?
2: He didn't get
0: that He says you don't have any more double XLs.
2: Fuck yeah, I went they put that shit in an hour I was there to go get one.
0: He told me he had one. He's like, I got you, don't worry. So I get there and he's like, I don't know what happened. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? You, told, I don't you literally know. told me you had one. I get there, he's like, I don't know. The box is fucked up.
2: What do you mean the box is fucked up? Like I legit, like wait, they put it up on social media, I was fuck like, I don't know. want one of these t shirts. Yeah. I, like I texted
0: that. him, I was like, dude, hold me one. he's like, Yeah, I got you. And then I went over there and he's like, Oh man, I know the box is fucked up <laughs> You know, Jesse put him all crazy in there. I was like, what? what? <laughs> this is just a ginger ale, dude. What Are you, you still drinking that?
1: I'll drink it. I don't like it.
0: You don't like it? Mocktail? Did you get a fucking hoodie from the fucking?
1: No, I'm not a poser, dude.
0: No, I'm oh, sorry. I was. Wearing that shit. You're there every fucking Anybody day. That
1: Where's that shit? Is a fucking piece of you shit. You live there. <laughs> Man, fuck this joking. Aren't you like Aren't you
0: like working on designing one for him?
2: Uh, it fell through. Okay. <laughs> I like the hoodie. It's like just plain black and it just has the logo on the back.
0: I haven't even gotten mine. He said they're gonna make some more Jesse. I don't fucking know. You know Jesse. Mine's in my car. I actually Sorry. like Jesse, but
1: Yeah, you know, it's like karate or some shit. Yeah, he's
0: Kung Fu Jesse. Yeah. He's a cool motherfucker. Yep. All right, we're okay now. We're here. We're doing the show. We have a guest. Um, Robert Dean, you are a writer. You are a... philanthropist. I don't know. But an essayist. Uh, Essayist? You are... A journalist. I want to say you do a blog for a comedy website. You're also involved in comedy?
2: I am editor in chief for Big Laugh Comedy.
0: Ooh. Okay.
2: Do you do you yourself do any stand up? No, but I've done like I'm in that weird world of doing the shit like Henry Rollins does where I can do like stories and things like that that are mm. witty and fun. Yeah like okay. I can do those, but I don't comedy's not my deal. Oh, you're a close yeah. talker? Yeah, I mean I'm okay. right up on you, so that's
0: all I like to see. <laughs> yeah. Bro.
2: So, bro, yeah, I've done all that, but I know comedy is—I can make my stories have jokes to them, but okay, stand up's all fucking thing that just.
1: So, how did you get into this realm of comedy from the... Uh
2: When COVID was popping off, like Austin was doing shows and Brandon was doing the. Uh, Brandon was the first person to book Rogan in town, and like my friend Trevor Cavalo had moved here from LA. He's another. I'm from. Chicago. Is this a big laugh? Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so for the people like the at, home, at home, bit. yeah, okay. well, It was a
1: small laugh at the time, but then it got yeah, a chuckle, yeah, a chuckle. It's more like a spirited <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was involved and, in
2: the, yeah. that goofy laugh, yeah. you know, the yeah. one falling down the mountain. So like, I like that laugh. They were put on shows because Nick from Vulcan, they uh, they weren't making any money, because they
0: couldn't have any fucking music acts no, at the time. But
2: with comedy they found the loophole and like that. And like by show three, I'd met Brandon. And then he was like, I've always wanted like somebody to like, if we need content or writing, would you want to just come and hang mm. and help? And so that was three years ago. And yeah. Um, yeah, we're super tight. And we basically, like Austin, the comedy thing has gotten really interesting here because yeah. we've got these like monolithic people. We've got mm. Rogan and we've got Tom Segura, Christina Pease here, yeah, Tony Hinchcliffe's here. David Lucas is here. Um, Brian Redband's here. Uh, like They're all here. Uh, yeah. Duncan Trussell just moved here. They brought all Chappelle's the guy uh, I think Chappelle's got a condo here. I don't know if that's true or not. Oh, uh, What else? Who else is coming here? Um, Matt Reif just told yeah. me he moved here, and then I don't know if Theo Vaughn's moving here or not, but I heard that he was oh. thinking about it.
3: I could see him being here. He moved sure. to
2: Nashville when they bailed on, because he moved to Nashville, and then Joey Diaz moved to... Um, Back to, yeah, back to jersey and yeah. um so they did all that but we were the ones who are booking shows like we booked oh, we booked all of them yeah and so like now rogan's opening his club that's going to be on six it's going to be the mothership i think it's going to be open in like the end of the month is yeah. that going to be the Yeah. what's cool about oh, yeah. it is joe with what, what he's doing is he doesn't need the money so yeah it's a labor of love for him he's yeah. comedians first So, they're going to do it like the comedy store. The door guys are comics, and they basically. There's like a hierarchy system to this Mm. because they get to watch comedy all night. Yeah. And so they're doing that. And then Rogan's going to be right here. Then in between that will be Sunset Strip. Sunset Strip used to be over on. um, What was it? It was like. The 4th Street or something? Yeah, yeah. It was downtown. I'm not sure exactly. It was downtown on 4th. And my friends. Uh, rest in peace, Adam Hartle and um, Anthony were the ones, Hashim, they, Adam and Anthony owned it, and then they bought the old parish, so that's for the next seven years is going to be the Sunset Strip. Oh, shit. And then Vulcan's right there, and then around the corner is Creek and the Cave. Mm. But, like, with Big Laugh, like, our kind of thing is we've got, it's not like L.A. where we have, like, a ton of, like, huge dudes. But we've got a lot of really good middle, and we've got yeah. a lot of good features. Oh and yeah, you got good. you got
1: like Casey Rocket. Yeah, Casey you got, like, he kills great.
2: He kills it. Yeah, he- he's great. We got Craig Vergola's here. Uh, Genevieve Clinton's great. Leonardo Gianni's a fucking absolute monster. Yeah, right. and you know Dean Stanfield's here. Allison yeah. Voidovich. We, there's so many good people in town. Mm. Like, there's yeah, a ton sure. of good fucking comics. Definitely, and so,
3: especially over all them playing at Vulcan.
2: Yeah, they're doing Vulcan. They're doing Creek, and there's like, dude, what, before pandemic we didn't have comedy like yeah, yeah. we we kind of had like Velveeta room and like a couple of pop-up shows but like cap now City. well
1: even like cap city's like really not like doing that great it's i the feel new, like they the have new a new one yeah well
2: the thing is cap city's owned by a company called helium and helium like books the country essentially yeah. and they have these they weirded- got a rotation yeah Yeah, they have these weird rules of, like, where you can go and what you can't do. They have, like, a lot of, like, clauses. Yeah. And what's hard is, like, Austin is proving to be a pain in the ass about that because we have so many clubs now and places to do. So, like, somebody comes to town, they're pissed because they want to do just, like, they want to do drop-ins. Yeah. And so it's kind of a thing. But, like, where Big Laugh kind of plays is we're trying to be advocates for – Comedians to, like, if you've got an idea for a show, if you've got an idea for a podcast, if you've got a thing, like, how can we advocate for you to do, like, that work? And, you know, we've been actively trying to raise money, get loans to, like, do and build things. Yeah. Mm. Because there's more to just shows. There's so many creative people here that that's kind of the M.O. That, like, how can we put that forward? Of course. And so...
3: Well and especially like with like uh podcasts like Y M H and like yeah. Kill Tony and all those big podcasts, like they they used to do their thing in LA but now they can do it here, so it's like it's not like I guess uh, unbelievable to like think that other podcasts and stuff similarly can like do their own thing here. Kinda like yeah. the same thing in LA.
2: Yeah, I mean all that stuff is like William Montgomery's got his podcast, yeah. and that's starting to do well. I just texted him earlier. I was like, "Can you do your podcast? I got to promote my yeah. book." <laughs> yeah, I just texted him. And he was he
1: was recently on the the fishing show. Oh, Did was you he? See that? Uh, it's the other guy from Keltoni. Um, he he has his own like fishing show that just like released. And Which William Montgomery's like his uh, is, like one of his first guests. And uh, they do have you like, like that a lake one...
0: with a canoe. No,
1: it's like it's like a yeah, fishing a with. Uh, is it? A, it's
2: a regular because there's David Lucas, uh, William Montgomery. And Hans Kim are, like, the three regulars, and yeah. now Uncle Lasers. on I believe that. it's,
1: yeah, David Lucas, he's, it's his fishing show. Oh, is it? And he has oh. uh, the rapper dude on there. Danny one of, Danny Brown's on an episode. Oh, I gotta and go. Then he has, fuck him. Yeah, it just came out, yeah. And, gonna and, gonna and, like, they're just fishing it. and, like, shooting the shit. But William Montgomery, I think, is, like, the first episode.
2: Oh, fuck, I'm gonna text and it it's later, a, dude. It's
1: amazing. Yeah, it's a great. And I was like, I love that content of just, like, the, the, the podcast, the short films, and then, like, going to see these shows and just, like... Just, there's always like new no, new shit. content. Yeah, I'm gonna text him. Like, yeah, it's great. Dude, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him last night. He yeah. told me about that. Yeah, it's oh, great. Wow. Like he's hilarious on it. Oh. Yeah, he like catches the big fish. And the, yeah, it's
2: David Lucas is fucking brilliant. Oh yeah, we, dude, yeah. We had
1: a Hans Kim recently on a, a show that we booked, and <coughs> it was great.
2: Nice. Yeah, David is he that dude is brilliant. How fast his mind works. Like yeah. he yeah. is. He's like a quiet storm, dude. He's not like out partying you don't see him when you see him at a show he'll cut up a little bit and then like i was i interviewed him once and uh we're talking he's like yeah i put in my music and shit and like he's like everyone thinks i'm like listening to like gnarly ass hip-hop he's like bitch i'm listening to george Strait." oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's funny and uh he's like "Listen to country music he's like i'm from macon georgia dude yeah no for real i mean
3: like yeah like i feel like people like that just kind of like focus on their career like you know like obviously he's like trying to like not party and shit like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, his we we had talked for a while when I interviewed him for Hussy Magazine, and we were talking like who his influences are. He's influenced like by like Fred Sanford and that kind of shit, and like really? I mean, Red Fox, yeah, and like Eddie Murphy and that stuff. Like his his he's, a great, of, he's uh, a great roaster. He's a great roaster. Yeah, trust. Like I said, when yeah. you hang with him, he could His yeah. mind is just fascinating. How fast he is. Yeah, he's David is. He just really. he
1: just sold out a show. I forget where is that. It was California. Was California? Yeah, like uh, yeah, like I think it was like the Improv. It was a
2: the- no, it was a theater. Yeah, oh, wow. and just yeah, yeah, was... yeah sold it out.
1: And it was, so it's like these shows in Austin. These like comedians now they're sell- like now they're touring and selling out shows that's throughout the... the country. Like that's what the crazy thing about Austin. That's the Kill Tony thing. yeah the Kill, Tony, you yeah, the the Kill Tony
2: like movement. But yeah, I saw all those dudes last night and uh, Hans are...
1: like just did like a sold out thing and like. Honolulu yeah. and, like, he's torn Like, yeah, like, all of them are. Yeah, they're, like blowing I said, up.
2: we're, what, what I like about Austin is we're kind of creating our own, like, ecosystem of comedy, which is great. Yeah. Like, it's the hardest thing is we've got this environment for really good, robust comedy, but it's the overarching problem is we have all these people moving here, which I, I'm all for creative people to move here. Cause fuck dude, tech bro dudes yeah, yeah. on their scooters. Those dudes can suck every dick in the world, but we need to really solve for like creative people's housing because like we're getting priced the fuck out. And like, I don't want to leave my city. I've been yeah. here for a yeah. decade, man. Like I ain't got no oh, plans. Going Everybody I know is going through this. It's like, Everyone we know, like that, like musicians, like this is the best crop of fucking bands we've had in years. Yeah, right now there is so much good fucking music in this town; it's unbelievable. Yeah. So, like, how are you the live music capital of the world when you have when you can't let the creative people who drove the reason to want to live here to leave? I mean, the venues are
0: back. The underground shows are back. It's crazy when you have performers that
1: can't like afford to pay their rent but sell out a show. Oh yeah. At like in like another state or you know. It's like it's it's weird that it's well,
3: like. I think Austin. Uh, I think Austin specifically has like a fund for musicians that they they have like millions and millions of dollars to like provide funds to like lo- and I don't know if it'd be like loans, but it'd be like just assistance and like you know. Money I know they're working
0: something. on something because they did that really weird um, map. I'm not sure if you saw that where like, all the musicians live and yeah, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And they're it, talking about like trying to like maybe do some subsidies for like so musicians can live. Cheap, yeah. and all. but I feel like I don't know. It's, it's just a, it's a fine line between who's a musician, artist. There's you know, so many but people I know that need you know help if yeah. they can get it. As,
2: as far as I'm concerned, if you are a tech company and you come to this city, we should tax the fuck out of you for let's say put it in a pool. If you can prove, if you can prove your great all we person, do is give them tax breaks, though. Yeah. If you can prove, in my mind, if you can prove that you are a working artist, and you can be like, look, here's 17 paintings that I did. or... Here is my writing. Here is my yeah. comedy. If you can show a body of work, yeah. that is consistent. Or a dick
0: pic, you know. You know,
2: <laughs> hey, if you're a professional yeah. cock shooter, whatever. Yeah, yeah right? But even if, like, however you, within the parameters of what is considered the creative class. Like, you yeah.
0: shoot cocks or, you like, know. cocks shoot you? I mean, no, it's. Well, you, you, you do, like, a, cock a, shooting. I feel like that is point, the cock like the gun? No, it's
2: or, your, or, like, your cock off. is the gun and
1: you're shooting. Who's the trigger, man? You can shoot it. You're your own trigger. It's your cock. I'm oh, sorry. I'm saying some Come deep political dude, socialist dude. shit. talking <laughs> about dicks. God, do you, Why do you always have to bring it to this, dude? <laughs> why do you understand the cock shooter? <laughs> Let's bring the cocks back to Austin. I'm trying to get. And get, the, get Come the and cock out, it, dude. Yeah. I feel yeah. like there's a lot of Come cock in Austin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's too much yeah. cock,
0: too many cocks. And dicks not on enough dance floor. For, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, um... Sorry, sorry is about Big Laugh it. helping you out with your collection of essays?
2: Yeah, it's a bit. We, I put it out through Big Laugh. Okay, um, I was wondering if that was part yeah, of it. Yeah, no, uh, I wish... I literally just raised $2,400 this week, and uh, I'm buying 400 copies. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And so... Nice. Um, thank you. Yeah, a lot of people fucking... Um, yeah, I, I'm buying 400 copies, so basically every comedian that can give me a shout out reviewer blog everything possible in this fucking world if i yeah. can send out 400 yeah and it, it, if i can't make noise off of that yeah. it's fucked
3: yeah well, that's but, just all about placement too It's like sending it to the right people basically. yeah
2: i mean i'm gonna trust i'm gonna be doing every fucking on thing. deathbeds if, if they got five, five people listen yeah. i'll fucking be there well
3: Pick the right podcast, yeah. And Culture Club, yeah. No, I'm super
2: stoked to be we're here. But I, <laughs> we're culture. We're culture. we I wanted to do the book with uh, Big Laugh because it got to the point of where a uh, people take money from like a publisher deal usually sucks. If you're like yeah. no, like my last book, I have a book called The Red Seven that I put out with Necro Publications, and uh, Dave, the guy who ran it, he had the print for like 35 years, and he died during COVID. Damn. And so, yeah, he was a great fucking dude. Um, he died. He get fucking every health problem in the world. Beat him, and he gets in a car accident. So Damn, a drunk white bitch hits him, oh, and sure. uh, so that sucked. But with big laugh, I just like I got really tired of like people. I'm like, I why do I have to like beg you to look at my resume? Like I've got, yeah. I've been in a lot of, sh- I've been viral twice. Like, yeah. Yeah. can we just like I've interviewed Barack Obama. Like I can yeah. write. Yeah, and I got tired of like. Proving it, it wasn't about proving. I just got really frustrated with, like, proving. I would say proving, but also having arguments about, like, why does my point of view matter and stuff like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I'm the straight white guy. So it's it's getting to be like that. Yeah. The who and, you know,
0: not the what you know. The yeah. Platforms. And it's
2: all that kind of shit. And I'm like, all right. And I went to Brandon. And I was like, dude, can we just do this? Because we'd always talked about, like, being a brand that was whatever felt right. Like, there was yeah. no yeah. rules on what. Uh, big laugh can be. Of course, and so he was like, "Fuck it, let's just do it." And so they paid. It's it, it's not like some slap together thing. It was Matthew Rivera, who's one of the best fucking cover artists in independent publishing, did the cover. It was okay. laid out by Lori Michelle, who's like from per- Perpetual Motion Machine Press down in San Antonio. Like it is okay. every Dope. step of the way. I leveraged every professional relationship I had yeah. to put that book together. It's beautiful. It looks good. It feels yeah. good. I would have brought when I get like four hundred copies. I'll yeah. bring a fucking stack for you guys. Oh okay. Okay. yeah, Hell yeah. And uh, but um, it, it's. Well, I do it, like
3: the cover and like you know I like the name of the book too. Uh, and it's just like a collection of essays. Existential
0: too. thirst trap? Collection of essays?
2: Yeah. It's, it's it covers everything from like I got divorced during COVID and fucked my, my life up. I was with my ex for ten years. We have two kids together, and oh wow, um, we're cool now. We get along great. We're like bizarro best friends now. So it's mm. weird. But the
0: reality is, co-parenting kind of yeah. forces that.
2: Yeah, but I mean, like we do, we we talk, you know? like we we have like yeah. real conversations. That's how me going and my on. baby's mama is too. Yeah, I
0: mean, because rea- like I said, I was trying to explain to someone like when you break up with a chick, you have no kids with her, you never see her again. Yeah, you don't call her. You don't. You know, you just like whatever the fuck. But when you have a kid, you still see her, like, every other damn Fuck day. You're yeah. Yeah, yeah. part of it. And like, you get, like, He's sick. What's wrong with his foot? What's going on here? Yeah, you, you, I need 50 bucks. Yeah, you know? he <laughs> need this. He, says he, you said he said you're supposed to give him this. You know, whatever. It's like kid stuff. And it makes it a lot easier when yeah. you guys can you shop it up, man. You have to interact. Because yeah. if
2: you hate each other, that shit would suck. Yeah. You know, I
0: don't know. I, I, that's another thing. I, I was, like, telling a friend of mine who just got recently divorced. I so, was like, look, this is going to sound like terrible advice, but suck it up and just be your friend. Because yeah. in the long run, you still got, like... The kids, too. You got, like, 18, 20 years dealing with this chick. It, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't stop, you know, it's because
2: it's you are tired. Yeah, you're not with her, her anymore, but you're with her you're forever. You're still with her. And, yeah, yeah it, it talks about that. It talks about my years. Uh, I lived in New Orleans for five years before I moved here. Mm. So a lot of wild New Orleans stories are I in there. Uh, in I saw that in the am.
0: book when I was reading it earlier, the advanced copy you said. Yeah,
2: it's the, New Orleans is in there, and, like, I talk about Buddhism, and I talk about, like, uh, the death of Anthony Bourdain. One of my friends killed himself. And so uh, it's it's basically like I try to make you I, – I try really hard with my work to make you laugh, but also make you understand that like you can have a range of emotions in everything that like a yeah. personal essay can do. Yeah. So it's like it can get serious and I can really fucking – before um, – over the summer I dated a girl. It's not in the book, but I dated a girl that had like some seriously fucking uh, – undiagnosed like mental health shit and like i went through a gnarly fucking breakup and i'm not gonna cry i wrote about that and pepper magazine just bought it and oh, nice. that was a really like and it it's a roller coaster of like making you laugh but also being like yeah. holy shit dude you dated somebody. is that your
1: purpose of writing is like that the comedy of the life or, or or is it just kind of like how you just feel at the moment or i
2: try to like i think about things like i think about things like right now i i Was thinking earlier, because, like, me and my... I have a girlfriend now who I, like, was just with before I came here, Mm. who I absolutely fucking adore. Yeah. And we broke up um, two weeks ago, and we're, like, working on getting back together because Mm. she wants me to be, like, a functional adult with my my credit and my life and things like that. Yeah. Divorce fucking... Dude, going through a divorce during a pandemic fucking sucked. Yeah. I, like, racked out two credit cards because I went from being a working writer to unemployment and I basically paid for a divorce on credit cards Wow! and it sucked and so I'm dealing with that but I was sitting in not ramen tatsuya I was sitting in uh, what's the um, Eurasia ramen in Cedar Park and I'm sitting there eating my ramen and I'm like perfectly alone I'm in this like room of like the cooks are in there doing their thing but I'm like no other patrons I'm eating a ramen and I'm like perfectly in the middle against the wall by myself and I'm like this is how i started a new essay and just thinking of like the aloneness of just eating these noodles but yeah. then also the bullshit i've gone through to like to do this i've been writing yeah. for 23 years man and to like every fucking thing i've been kicked in the nuts i mean i've been so fucking poor that mm-hmm. i've had to eat chips for dinner yeah. and like now is But it's like
1: the, the trauma is like what helps with the writing but but heart,
0: you, it, like, you, you, you can't know, you or.
2: can't be a writer Without getting the shit kicked out of you a lot, yeah. like every writer you've ever loved, like Bukowski, Hunter S. Thompson, all those kind of dudes, they were in their forties when you when they hit. Yeah, like you can't. The rarity of a twenty-something giving perspective just isn't yeah. there.
1: Just for the life experience,
2: and you gotta do that. Like, and you're, even for people with fiction, like if you write fiction, you still got to get your heart broken a couple of times to know what that to emote that to people. Mm. And that's always what I try to impart in all of my work is to be honest about the process of like being like when your heart gets broken or something goes wrong or a friend dies. Well, my friend killed himself. It sucked. Mm-hmm. I had to deal with that. But I also had to find the joy of I went to his funeral. I flew in up to Chicago and I went and his mom, Everyone was like, holy shit, you made it mm-hmm. like they thought I was going to come. Yeah. And he was my, my first best friend. I met him when I was four. And I remember his mom was like, hey, will you say something for Matt? Hmm. And I was like, I got you. And I like we we partied out like because he's from we're from a neighborhood called Canaryville. And we're like it's 100 percent Irish. It's like fucking either a cop, a criminal or a bricklayer. Like (laughs) I'm the only writer from the neighborhood. I'm known as like the writer. Yeah. And uh, like, oh, you're Bobby's kid. You're the fucking writer. Yeah, nice. that's cool, man. I heard you went to fucking Australia, and I'm like, yeah. And they're like, that's fucking sick, dude. Uh, and they're yeah, like, no like one else in town. <laughs> and they're always like, yeah, because they just root for you because yeah, you're from the hood. Yeah, of course. And so, like, when Matt died, we were in, uh, we were all in the parking lot, just party like fucking partying hard. Mm-hmm. And I was in the back, fucking like a tiger, like pacing because they had this like f- bullshit priest who's like DJ Red Muff, because he was like a he's a fucking uh what was he his uh, what was Matt he was uh. He was some kind of trade, a, a millwright. He was a millwright in the union up there. And, like, he on the weekends, his wife would work at this, like, local dive. At the, it's called the He Ain't Here Lounge. And he was <laughs> called yeah. <to> DJ Redmuff <laughs> and would do this shit. And this priest didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Yeah. And he's like, and his best friend, Robert Dean... Who's a writer Is gonna say a few words And I got in there And got like You know when you just Black out on some shit And yeah. you, like, you just Lose your body I got in there And like Was like a preacher Orating to these people Telling stories about Like us being children Riding skateboards And we were Going down uh, The street In downtown Chicago Skating And we remember Seeing Harry Carey Basically just like Drunk as fuck Come out of a bar And we're like Holy shit it's Harry Carey I'm a White Sox fan and I fucking hate the Cubs But it's yeah. Harry yeah. Carey yeah And we were like holy shit, it's Terry Car- And he goes, hey, hey. And he just falls into a cab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we were yeah. like, what? And I told that story. And like we made them laugh. And I made them see that stuff. And that's yeah. the gift of being able to like see the pain and see the identity in the work.
0: Yeah. I've always appreciated the priest telling the fucking lies for your family. That's like one of my favorite things ever. My grandfather's funeral, the priest was like, he was a good man. We were like, who the fuck are you talking? <laughs> he did this and this. What? He, was, he wasn't He was in the war. What the fuck? We were like, it was just confusing. Like We were like, who gave him this fucking speech? This badass. Grandpa was like, he almost didn't. His other family was even smiling. Oh his other family.
1: Damn. Grandpa. The gift to gab. <sighs>
0: That's the good times. He wasn't even in the war. <laughs> they said he was a veteran. We were like. <laughs> this is the like, fucking
2: class war. What are we doing here? Like, we'll fuck with that later. <laughs> 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 really so, called. are you
1: gonna do like a like a book tour, or like um, what's what's the the next step for this process? This is part of the tour,
2: basically. Well, I know. Let yeah, you me. You don't know that. At this point, right now, where I'm at with it is, I've got those 400 copies. I'm sending them to literally every mm. fucking newspaper, every. I'm tr- like every relationship I have, like even if it's paper thin, I'm like, yo, can you hook me up with that yeah. dude? Mm-hmm, and yeah. if people will want me to come, then I'll go do. Like, I'm not gonna do like bookstore shit. Yeah, because... you're
1: not gonna do like a reading or no, anything like dude, that. Those are the worst. Yeah,
2: <laughs> they're the worst. Dude, I I remember.
1: Have you done those <laughs> before? To... Bro, yeah. Check
2: this out. In 2015, I went viral for an article I wrote for the Statesman. It was about like the resiliency, like when Houston got hit by the hurricane. Okay about the resiliency of Texans because one thing about this state is people from here, even if you're from Dallas, whatever, if something happens, Texans band together yeah, because it's down. the Texan identity. And so when Houston got hit, Austin showed up, man. Like, there was fucking blanket lines. and I'm sure you guys all remember that. Like, oh, yeah. There was all these people donating to Houston and I wrote about it. like I saw like that spirit. It was great. Mm. It's people all over the like, world. That shit got shared like four million times. Yeah, it was, and it, everyone yeah. was like, that's so fucking sick. I was like, dude, This is awesome, and like, and at that time, I had a really good relationship with the Statesman. Mm -hmm. It was before they were sold to Sinclair. Yeah. You know, Sinclair owned them, and then before they were sold to whoever owns them now, the people who own them now are, huh? Was Cox sold them now? No, Sinclair owned them, and then now the uh, the company who owns them is basically they do a hatchet job on pretty much every newsroom, so they burn them down to like the bare minimum. Because at that time, I thought I was going to get a column with the Statesman. Yeah. I was fucking like, I it was was feeling like that was going to happen, and I was so stoked. But I'd done a couple of pieces for the Statesman at that time that fucking just banged. I, I wrote the article on Christmas for them. Oh, and nice. So I did a lot of really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I went to uh, me and my friend Lucas Mangum. I'll never fucking forget this. I literally just had something that was read four million times, shared around the world. Mm-hmm. We did a reading at Austin Public Library on Cesar Chavez. Mm. One fucking person showed up. <laughs> what? <laughs> One person showed up. Well, <laughs> that's not say? your fault. <laughs> what that's mean. a really
0: tough library.
2: Yeah, a lot of people were like, dude, we don't <laughs> really. I've gone really to some some big readings and things like that. but it's I live in that really?
0: neighborhood. People don't take their kids there. We'd rather just drive to a further library. <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah. Mean, yeah, I Remember understand. when the whole parking <laughs> well, lot was Well, it was like all homeless. Yeah, oh, that's my team. Yeah. 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 That's my
1: uh, squad. I know
3: those guys. Yeah. Plus, I feel like with, like, book readings, you got to be, like, like, international Everyone thought book, like I mean, we when Malvern was around,
2: we did some readings that were yes. great. I did a reading okay. with this dude, uh, Gabino Iglesias, who's a writer here. He's mm-hmm. got a great book. Yeah, He's got the owner passed pages. away, yeah. He's got a lot of really good books. Gabino is a great writer. So he and I have done some stuff together, and I've done stuff at radio with Andrew Hilbert and Max Booth. Mm-hmm. We've done stuff, and then there was one called L- One Page Salon okay, with Owen Edgerton. Like, we, there were cool readings that I would do,
3: Yeah,
2: but... I just I hate the idea of like planning something and nobody showing up. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that sucks. Because yeah. I mean, generally I can do this. I can get up there and put on a lot this. of
1: the interview stuff. Like if like a a celebrity or book signing, they have like the Austin Statesman like writer come in. But I feel really bad. That's a
0: really tough stuff. library for people to go to because mm. it's just like it's I, kind I, of like a. And I feel I know people who work at that library, and it's just like a wasteland. They really yeah. wanted to make it a normal library, and they really bust their ass to do it. It's just. Yeah, that's where I got my. Way. That's the homeless. That's the homeless camp library. You know? yeah. yeah, I. I'm a, all in there. So, I mean, I don't blame them either for
2: staying warm in that library or whatever. Right, air like,
0: conditioned. It's just like a fucking nightmare. Like you said I'm
2: gonna do <laughs> as much media and everything as I possibly can, mm. and hopefully some of these you know re- relationships I have help me to get on the podcast that we all want to be on. You know. Yeah. And oh, yeah. like I said, if I can smell yeah. out 400 fucking books, and I don't get to do some of these things, then I'm gonna be like. Well. I'm just gonna jump off a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> just, huh, huh. just avenge my fucking death. Just keep moving. The as long as can we do. can film it. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah. 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 it. It's 2023. He the, it went that, viral twice before. Now he's going if viral again. If you want like, jump off yeah, a bridge, yeah. we'll sell that book for you. <laughs> That'll go pretty you viral. <laughs> yeah, it'll go viral. You know, we'll get, oh, we
0: could have like one of those shows on the bridge, and then like he'll jump off the. bridge. What about morning talk shows?
2: Have you ever been? Have you ever done that, circuit? I will. I I One of my friends was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna try to get you on one of the Austin ones." I'm like. One of the chicks. We are Austin. Yeah, yeah. One of the chicks on one of those shows fucking hates me. So yeah. she probably doesn't remember me, but I. Uh, a lot of women hate us. We understand. She, uh, she like, she's beautiful, and like all these thirsty dudes were always like commenting on her stuff. Mm. And like I said something, she I was like, get your army of fucking thirsty guys to like, to do something. And she's like, you're just as bad as them. And then she blocked me, and I'm like, it's oh, probably damn. not a move considering that like I write for like, I've got I've got a piece with the Chronicle coming out and, like a couple. Of, I was like. Statesman and yeah. a culture clash. I'm like, shit. I'm kind of a working journalist in town. That's probably not the best move. No. I apologize, but I was blocked. With, with your it.
1: writing, do you ever like get your foot like put in your mouth? You think like with some of your like writing styles, like kind of like like uh, people kind of self judge your writing based on. Uh, I mean,
2: I don't care. You don't care. No. How because... many people write for Big Love? Laugh? Me. <laughs> You're the only one. Uh, I mean, well, Allie will write. Allison Voidovich will write, and then our girl Sarah. She's our. Uh, I, she was an intern. I don't know what she's doing. Uh, she's got an official title at this point, but she's writing too. Mm-hmm. But it, if it's like a big think piece, that's all you're writing right. off the, is, the but I know is you're the people editor. People take
1: also. comedy really serious. Like everybody's so offended mm-hmm. by comedy these days, dude. People so f- and even with like your writing, I feel like people like maybe get a little offended. No,
2: generally it. not because I. The difference, like I, I'll have a hard, like I'll make some hot takes. You know, yeah. I talked about fucking on my Facebook yesterday. I wrote about like how fucking annoying people like that one guy with one tattoos like i love like i need to go get some ink therapy man i'm like oh fuck yourself yeah like there's nothing worse than when you're sitting at the bar and somebody's mm-hmm. like man i just love sitting in a tattoo chair and i'm like you like to get choked when you fuck tattoos <laughs> fucking yeah. hurt dude i do like that though even <laughs> even
1: just like the association with rogan and just the comedy scene in here in general is like i feel like people are always biased because like like recently i've been like kind of like Doing like comedy show stuff, and people get easily offended. Walk they out, fuck send themselves. emails, and it's just like like recently somebody was like, uh, "I feel like you're you're judging us, and you don't like you don't like appeal to minorities." This is a white guy, and the comedy had had two like gay men. Two ethnic guys, it says it sounds terrible saying it like this, but but it's just why like – <laughs> you know, fools. You two brown dudes. we But it's just like – and like trans people, and it's like you're offended by a joke so Dude. easily, and then you're going to email, and you're going to post about it and make this big ordeal. But it's a comedy show where it's like comedy writing, so why – like I'm just like pointing uh, out this point of view. I also
2: view, think this is, is America like that we live in, though, man. This is the reality. Reason that's like that can go fuck themselves with the L.A. Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. If you can't laugh, I just think it's just the reality of the our times. everyone yeah. wants
0: to throw their two pennies in, have their opinion and stuff.
2: There is no greater offender of everything than a middle-aged white woman at this point. Everything fucking offends so them.
1: So, with your writing, do you get a lot of backlash? Do you get a lot uh, of like, uh, like?
2: I get not really with like my opinions on things. It's more of my politics that get mm. me into trouble because Republicans fucking hate me. Yeah, uh, but um, like I just turned down. Any my,
3: confrontations?
2: Uh, not. I got doxed once. That was wild. Oh, okay. Uh Because oh, I was like weird. pro kneeling, and this dude was like, "You fucking unAmerican piece of shit." And I'm like, "Fuck you, dude." I'm like, "You're not a black dude. You're a fucking guy that lives in fucking Waco. Go fuck yourself." And
0: um, beautiful city.
2: You know, <laughs> fucking nice down. Lake Waco is so do you, beautiful. Do you do you
1: lose? Do you think you lose jobs or opportunities because of your
2: writing? No, I mean I lose them because of my resume. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's. I'm at this really weird place where, like... Because I'm constantly hustling for work. I'm a yeah. working writer. Yeah. But at this point, it's like... I've got a my I've written for USA Today, and I was on Texas Standard. I was on uh, United Shades of America with Camus mm-hmm. Bell. I did all that stuff. And, like, I've got a resume of, like... I'm Mike Fatherly Forbes. Uh, I've got the Statesman, the, Statesman, the Chronicle. Um, I'm doing a piece for the Houston Chronicle. I'm working on something, hopefully, for... I just pitched Vice again. I've been trying to do nice. Vice for nice. years, nice. and uh, I've done all that. But I'm at this weird place because I've done like corporate work too, where I've written. I'm not going to tell you those on air. Yeah. yeah. But um, I've done a bunch of that shit too, and like people look at it and they're like, "Yeah, I'm not hiring him because he's going." to But how are your standards
1: job. on like your writing on th- companies that you really don't like? But you'll. Oh no. But it do. helps with that because, like, even Vice, like these days, you know, like w- the one of the founders of Vice was, uh, it was the Gavin like the the, the the yeah, he's like the proud boy dude yeah I and mean, so does that like
0: there but he's I, from canada but, man
2: but it, but I, it was like but i but feel like it, like it was like it yeah. was like it But like that like vice is still one of those like there's bylines that like i really want like i want vice i've always i wanted playboy the yeah playboy doesn't exist anymore i want esquire yeah. i want vanity fair yeah i want the new yorker like, I, I, I mean Boyce.
1: classic like you know like the classic stuff when you're like i'm not growing up have but you like, ever,
0: i always loved it this is I maybe mean, a little out of left field maybe boys world. consider like maybe writing for tv i've done some
2: tv stuff it's just i had a, a tv production deal before for writing room i guess um, no i don't want to do any of that but i've written scripts that were submitted to hollywood before covid i had a tv production deal and uh i was signed to a um, production company that was going to shop i've been signed twice actually to do tv because they wanted to do this like anthony bourdain style thing because you can pretty much drop me any i can make friends with anybody and i'm down to do pretty much anything you know within reason but um i'm down to like i can connect with people and do that And so a lot of people that in that world were like yeah you should probably do that and it was cool but fucking covid happened and then all that shit stopped and now everybody wants like really like weird shit like it's all social media driven or it's not it's like that kind of stuff that i'm yeah it's a weird doing. writing
1: style i feel for like that kind of stuff today
2: like but even for those shows it wasn't writing it was me that was me being on camera like mm. it was my fucking okay, show yeah and like we shot three episodes like this to promote the book big laugh is actually taking all of our footage and we're gonna put that all on social media like Goodness. me and brian holtzman went to like uh this what do we do we went to this um the breaking Point in North Ous- uh, in North Austin. Shout out to the Breaking Point. uh Like we went and fucking destroyed TVs. Like yeah, motherfucker. He's like <laughs> uh, TVs yeah. and shit. Nice. And uh, Leonardo Gianni and Isabel Herman and me went and shot machine guns and shit. Nice. And uh, what else did I do? Trevor Kavelo an- was in one of them, and I interviewed him. uh What else did I do? Oh, this dude Brett Forte. He's a ca- uh, comic from Canada, and we went. There's the Austin Reptile Zoo. If you want to see some wild mm-hmm. shit down in Bastrop that's called, yeah. like, Austin Reptile Zoo or something like that. It's mm. one dude owns it, Yeah, and it's, like, his it's private zoo. Is
3: it the one that w- was on uh, Micro's dirty jobs? I don't think so. Possibly, no. I don't, I don't think so. The one it was, like, featured on something. Yeah. Snake Farm? Sure? No, that's no, that's, that, no, that's, that's, no, that's, I, that's in, like, San Antonio. Yeah, right. yeah that's What that's you know about one? Snake Farm? Ah, th- I think that is the one that was on.
2: Yeah, jobs. that's probably Snake Farm. This yeah. thing is down in Bastrop, okay. and it's, like, this dude's fucking private— so. Um, it's this private zoo and he's got alligators and snakes we're feeding Whoa. snakes and stuff and I'm like <clears throat> excuse me my allergies snake yeah. farm but uh, Brett fucking Brett's like this young 20 something guy he's mm. fucking hilarious but like Brett gets in the cages with the shit Why? like Brett went in a, with a with a fucking crocodile like, <laughs> we have it all like, and the, the, he's like cause he's in the ground he goes D- the dude's in there feeding a fucking crocodile he's mm, in the geez. moat dude is this filmed oh yeah we have all this yeah, and nice. i'm Fuck standing that. there and he was like oh no he goes don't do that and he goes oh no what do we do? And he goes run and fucking the, <laughs> the crocodile comes out Damn. this is a comedian in there and yeah. i'm on the outside being like i got kids dude i'm not dying <laughs> yeah. for this and so we have all that we have us shooting guns we go into this this dude jay who used to live in town mm-hmm. um he had all these, like, wild serial killer collections, uh-huh. and fucking Brett's in there, and he's like, here's a human skull, and he's like, what Whoa, the what the fuck? And so we have all that stuff that we shot for TV, and we're going to cut all of it up and put it on social media.
3: Kind of makes me think of, like, um, well, this episodes. thing. It's, yeah. It's kind of like a special that, it's not a comedy special, but, like, Dean Allen Stanfield, he's done, like, a couple yeah. things that, like, he did. I don't remember the title, but it was, Snake like, form? they rode bulls yeah, for I one was, of the
2: episodes. Yeah, my friend Gary Foss shot that. And, oh, okay, what? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was in Chicago when they do it because I would have been mm. there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were doing all that kind of stuff, and it's more like I I hate citing Bourdain for this because he's I have a fucking Anthony Bourdain tattoo. Oh,
0: okay.
2: Um, but it's like his view of the world, but also more like Dave Attell, like his show Insomniac, and a little bit of Jackass. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, that that's exactly how I like I think of it. it. Is just like I love that like content where it's just kind of just, like that wild and crazy like. Like I said, I'm kind down to do like, whatever.
2: If if everyone's like, "Hey, dude, we're gonna drink, we're gonna drink a whole bottle of tequila. We're gonna get each other's tattoo tattooed on our asses." i mean, I don't fucking care. Yeah, you know, let's do whatever. I don't give a shit. We if only you got enough. one life to live, <laughs> yeah, so yo, that's yo. what I'm saying. Is like, we praying
0: for you, one. Bam. 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 We praying for you. Oh, <laughs> What's you're up? bringing up Bam on this. I'm fucking always bringing up Bam on this. He's, Bam. Bam. He had a fucking Bam? breakdown. You see him breakdown again?
1: Bam yeah. Who's ba- Bam? Bam Margera, dude. Oh, Steve O was taking Bam, bam on bam.
0: tour to open as his comedy act opener. No, he has him opening as uh, well, on no, the tour. Well, no, but like before that, yeah. he had he him, had his had him spot on his But I guess he this, relapsed it, on the fucking yeah. ten day tour.
3: On the ten day within the ten days, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's already fucking relapsed, Bam. Bam. Fucking, cause Steve O is doesn't drink anymore <laughs> at all. He's sober. <laughs> he couldn't take the
3: pressure, dude. He couldn't take the pressure. I just saw him do Kilt Tony a couple of weeks <laughs> ago.
2: Yeah, Bam. Yeah, no
3: Oh,
0: uh, uh,
2: Steve, uh, no. uh,
3: Steve Bam yeah, and the whole Steve.
0: family were on the nine club recently His whole
3: family relapse? Uh,
0: no, they were on the nine yeah. club Yeah, my bad His
2: brother Yeah, Bam and the fam
0: Remember <laughs> his brother? He was in that band called CKY
2: Dude, that's, that band had some songs, man Yeah They're You can tell out me for you can't bit.
0: kill yourself fully you What? Know? Well, we, we're praying, Bam
1: so, how do you see the future of Austin comedy? you think it's going to progress even more? What the fuck's the future of Austin comedy? That's what I want to know. I Want to know the future like of Austin comedy? I'm writing, like, because you're like you're writing you're writing about it. What the fuck's the future of Austin comedy? You're kind of almost a documentary oh, in the scene, and then like now appreciate. you're like for Big Laughs, it's like it's it's like what what it, like what is Big Laughs? It's like it's like a a, a comedy collective group, we're, like we're a writing. A pro- we're a production, production company. company,
2: but we do obviously my book, we book shows. We're doing podcasts, we're doing videos, we're doing all kinds of different stuff. It's basically, at this point, if it's a cool idea and can we afford to make it, we'll do it. Maybe, yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying is, like, if somebody comes to us, like, I want to do this show. (coughs) I was talking to my girlfriend, and uh, we were talking about doing... that in my face. What's up? Yeah, yeah, you got a girlfriend. We got it. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my uh, right. Single dude. Yeah. Oh, two. I met
1: I yeah. Single dude yeah. yeah. podcast Good over yeah. here. Playboy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <my laughs> oh. You got a book. You got comedy. You got a girlfriend. All right. Kid <laughs> <laughs> toes. Yeah, yeah. yeah just um, feels amazing. By himself.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'll do the intervention later. I yeah. want to do. Uh, we were talking about doing a show called like Guess My Kink and like. You, you have to if you go you know that you can get pulled out of the audience mm-hmm. and three comics sit there and basically try to figure out what you're into when you get fucked Ooh. and i was like we should totally do this and so i'm yeah, trying to get brandon on board, board to do it idea. but uh waterboarding yeah. we're <clears throat> we're pretty much like i said if we can afford to do it and it's a cool idea we're on board to figuring it out yeah and but in terms of austin comedy in general there's so many good people that are here and that are developing. Like, I've seen people that, like, in six months just fucking, like, Casey Rocket, whatever the fuck that guy does is, like, it's getting better it's and better yeah. and, like, I, but you just watch him, like, progress at just a wild pace. Yeah. He's just evolving so quick, and it's in this, he's so singular that it's nuts. Like, there's a couple of dudes that, like, have, like, a real shticky kind of thing that I'm not really into. Hmm. But, like, Casey's really good. William Montgomery's really good. There's so many good people. Now we've got these other, like, newer comics that are coming up, too, that are really, like, focused. And Austin still maintains this, like, rock and roll kind of sensibility of, of the comedy and of the scene itself. Yeah. Which I think is important because, because it's loose and kind of... New York's so intense that you just like spot, spot spot. I think even like the the fact this is, is Bill like Hicks even Town like, full. Even like the, the bad comedy oh God, was...
1: is impressive just because they're doing it every night. Yeah. Like the thing is, like a Tuesday night, there's five open mics. There's I walked like, in
2: an open mic last night and boo-boo, it was boo, it terrible. Yeah. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean?
1: Like, but there's like there's there's you can do two or three mics a night. Yeah. And and you see the same people, so the, the hustle is strong. Yeah. Which I respect. Even if they're, like, terrible, it's, like, I just, like. <laughs> well, a lot of them are just, like, just
0: working on bullshit,
2: you know. They're not, they're not trying to be anything but terrible because they're just kind of, well, like, it takes crafting say, it out, you know. Yeah, so they say it takes 10 years before you even get good. And I think that's the same with writing. I think it takes you 10 years yeah. of, like. Oh, definitely, yeah. For, like, 10 years of fucking sucking to the, before but you it, finally It's breaking.
1: crazy, like, a lot of these, like, comedy clubs, they're doing, like, two or three shows a night. You yeah. know what I mean? They're, they're like, uh, cre- like Craig in the Cave. Like, uh, they were doing a midnight open mic. Yeah. It's like midnight, and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, nobody's out. for no,
2: These dudes, like um, there's a-
0: Yeah. Is this comedians watching comedians at yeah. that point? Yeah. No, there's people that go. There's people that go, but it's, yeah. just, it's just funny that they're just-
2: there's, um There's a new show that they just did. It w- was a real success. It's Mason Smith, uh, Monford Davis, and Nick Reese. It's called like Midnight Mass. They're yeah, gonna
1: do it. that was huge. Yeah, yeah, they did. It was, they, they did was, that one last Saturday. Yeah,
2: they did a Vulcan, and it was a it was a major success. And they're gonna do it again. And I'm those dudes. All three of those dudes, fucking sweethearts. He
1: has his own pod. Which one? Uh, uh he's the door guy there. Yeah, he Mason. Performed. Yeah, Mason. Yeah, and he that that that's great. He had a recently. He had a guest on. He's a guy from Canada. He's like uh like mentally disabled, but he's so funny. He's yeah. A a, I don't know that guy's name. Uh, I saw him around. I, shows. I can't think. But he like. He, I don't know his his jokes are based on his disability, but his delivery is so strong. Yeah, that, that it was... like because he was talking about how like COVID, he likes to hang out at like COVID centers, and mm-hmm. he's like, I was normal before this, and he has like a speech <laughs> impediment, and it's like I don't know, but it, it it's it's great like just the the network of like every comedian in town has a podcast, everybody's doing short doing things. them all, it, and so everybody is just like connected in this like really. Tight community, yeah. But the midnight mass is great. Like the like at the, like uh, Vulcan, it's like the door guy is a comedian, the bartender is a comedian. It's like kind of like the comedy store. Yeah, in LA. It's, it's like
2: that's kind of how it's working there now.
1: But I, it's like how it is, you know. Like a lot of like comedians that are like touring comedians worked in like the comedy store, yeah. you know.
2: That's that's how Rogan's setting his club up to be, just like that. That place is gonna be cool because it's not based on. He's like, dude, as long as we break, we break even, we're fine. Yeah, and it's not based on making profits. I mean, they probably want to make a profit, obviously, but it's not driven by profits. It's driven by a place to make comedy, and there's gonna be that little room that he's always said he's like that. That room is designed to get weird. Yeah, figure it out because that's like when um they had the wave and at the comedy store um it was a group called the wave and they were doing like really outsider like alternative stuff, which then they ended up doing like a ton of different. Jamar Neighbors was in that. And they ended up doing, like, a whole bunch of cool MTV things over the years. And so... They're,
1: they're doing this show, it's, like, at, a, like, Ar- Armadillo Den. Mm-hmm. And they're doing, like, a week of, like... It's almost like a fucking fest, but they're doing a week of comedy. Armadillo Den and, like, Tony Hitchcliffe's performing every more. And, like, every day is, like, a new comedian. But it's, like, a big outdoor venue yeah. that they're doing. These, like, And they're, like... It's, like, almost, like, selling out. And it's, like, a fucking like stubs it's like an arena kind of setting it's like that's random. i've never been impressive. there yeah but like they're doing that i think next month but they're doing like more of this like comedy fest type hemisphere where it's like, to look more it. like to look a, up. a big show but it's called like something in the van it's called like tour on the van or something but they have
2: to look it up i i, st- I stepped away from comedy for like six months and mm-hmm. now i'm like jumping back in mm-hmm. and i had to take a break man i got so burned out of like hearing the same jokes Seeing the well, same Well, that's sets. the
1: thing, is, like, if you're involved in the comedy scene, and you're seeing all these comedians, they're, they're working on the same joke over yeah. and over and over. And so it's, like, nice to see the development, but then in turn you're just like, this is
2: hard. Yeah, and, like, there's a lot of, like, uh, sometimes you'll, like, want to talk, and then some people are always on, and that's exhausting. Yeah. And then you can't talk about anything but comedy, and you're like, there are other topics out there, just. Let's talk about tacos. Anything? Yeah. And so I just I took a break, but now I'm back out, and I've caught a lot of really good sets. Like there's, like Mike Eaton's another one that's fucking awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of really good comics that are, constantly crushing right now.
1: Who's your Who's your favorite like comic in town right now? Do you have like, <sighs> anybody that you're
2: really? Probably, in town. i will probably say Leonardo. She's a fucking beast. Oh, man. hell yeah.
1: Yeah. We, yeah. I re- so I, uh, I do like comedy producing at the electric church and she was one of the, the people that we had on the show for, I did the comedy drip yeah. and she was one of the, the, the headliners. Leonardo is fucking,
2: she's another one. She is ruthless.
1: She's, she's a, so mean and so hot at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so attracted to her.
2: I love her. She's like, <laughs> she did the star thing. Yeah. The star girl. Uh, yeah. Christina Mariani's another one. Her best friend, Christina. Oh yeah, like too. they kill it, yeah. They're, she's great too. They're
1: both. I'm afraid to talk to them. I like, I like, message them, Like, thanks for doing my show. Thanks for doing this. But, I'm too, I'm too. I'm, I'm afraid. They're gonna, I like, I, hey. I
2: always text her, and because uh, she like posts thirst traps and shit, and I'm always like, look at you, because she's single again. I know. Yeah, that's the
1: thing, because she's always like, I'm single. always uh, single. Yeah, and I'm like, hey. I always <laughs> give her
2: shit. I text her. I'm like, look Did at you, you girl. Home? And. Mingle and I always give you her mingling, yeah. Because I know when she's I was like, look at you looking for attention. She goes, fuck you, and I well I'll text her and just bust balls on it. But I love her. I adore Leonardo. They no. do it so well. <laughs> because they it's almost like
1: they 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 they, they throw out the line just the fucking dog on you. Oh yeah,
2: and she's another one like David Lucas that is, she she, you know it was another great one is uh. Gina Hyena, she's not here, and she's moving back. She's in New York, but she, mm. like, comes bounce back and forth. Gina's moving back, and we were one Christmas. Gina's another one, fast as fuck. I think the women are better than the men in Austin right now. That's what I'm thinking.
1: It's, like, I, I love the, like, the, the women comedians in town because they're just, like, they just dog on you. Oh, and I don't know. Maybe it's, like, a sexual preference for me. Weird. I just like the demeaning. Two. It was woman.
2: Two Christmases ago, we were at Gary's house, and, like, we did, like, an orphan Christmas thing. I didn't have my kids, so... I was hanging out with the homies. I like fried a turkey and we were all drinking. People were like shirtless, holding guns. It was a whole oh, thing. Yeah. A lot of drugs and all. Nice. Was fucking is out there. I take lit. my pants off. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we were all hanging out and Gina was there and uh, Eli Halpern, who's another local guy. Uh, he had said something and Gina's fast as fuck too. And he said something he's about. Uh, he's like, yeah, and I was with my dad. She goes, you have a dad? <laughs> Just bust balls immediately. <laughs> yeah. There's there's some really good people here right
1: now. That's a great leeway into the segment. One uh, eight hundred, find Joey's dad. If you're in the Midland and Odessa area,
0: between um, the years nineteen
1: eighty five and nineteen eighty nine, give us a give us a ring. You
0: know. Papa, can you hear? If you're still out there, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to find
1: my dad. So this mm. is really what the podcast.
0: We're about. also just, finding know. Joey's dad. Yeah, I'm not saying Joe's that we dad. miss you at this point because it's been thirty years, but we we do miss you.
1: I just don't want to fuck my sister. Is right. the real thing. It's like that's why I don't really like try to bang like a lot of white chicks, as for the fact it's like I
2: don't know, might be my related sister. to you, yeah. yeah. I no. can see that because every man's got to have a code, even yeah. though we don't
0: know your father. And what if he had a whole bunch of sons? Well, I don't want to bang <laughs> that. Beholding, them. That's <laughs> true. just out there just dropping loads. Yeah, <laughs> beholden.
1: So I like to s- yeah when I, before I bang I like to see some idea and I run a background check and. It's I a whole thing.
0: I hear you, 23 of me. Yeah. Think, <laughs> 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 <sighs> Sorry. It's all right.
1: Well, I just, it's a segment that we got to bring up. I know. Up, we you know. haven't
0: done it in a while. Not, and I mean, I forgot. I to bring it's 2023. Much. And we, you know what? We need to really just tighten the search a little bit and try to get out there. Maybe we'll actually we'll do throw the DNA net out test. there.
1: Okay, we'll, we'll go on the streets, you
0: know? Yeah. We'll <laughs> Go on the streets to find his dad. Yeah, we'll go We're here <laughs> in Odessa talking to hobos, seeing <laughs> what's up. Is this your kid?
2: <laughs> did you smash my mom? Did you bang my mom?
0: Yeah.
2: That could be the name of the real podcast. Did you yeah. bang my mom? Yeah.
1: <laughs> or it could be like your next like game show segment. Did you, know? you, bang, my did
2: you bang my mom? Did you bang my drives. mom? Spin
0: <laughs> the wheel. Yeah, we have, yeah. A lot of pictures of moms. I'm
2: confused. Gas station parking lot?
0: Yeah. Where did you bang my mom? Drive. The drive in theater? It was a long time ago. It was different. The Dragon? What was showing? Grease 2. Grease 2. <laughs> Bro, fuck and that it, movie. Grease two, what? It, Grease 2 and Michelle Xanadu. Michelle Pfeiffer's in Grease 2. Nah, dude. I'm only Grease for two. the first oh, one, Jesus. man. What so
1: about hard. Xanadu? What the fuck is
0: Xanadu? Xanadu is not something This fucking...
1: Xanadu is like the sexiest movie on roller skates, dude.
0: I, look, I love Xanadu because it's fucking stupid and also about, like... Xanadu's and don'ts. Like, the fucking whatever... The the signs, I don't understand how it works, but... you know I so know Ruben, the songs
2: Anna do, but I've never seen it.
0: You know the signs, the girls here, they're all real, what's your birth sign? Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know.
1: Do you want to bring up your Bible fan fiction? The oh, here?
0: holy yeah. Bible fan fiction, yeah. in yeah. case you're interested. I mean, this is basically, everyone knows you know, Jesus he, died yeah. on the cross, but but what if he didn't? For yeah. our sins? well,
3: the, well you, you know, know his teenage years. yeah
1: Jesus, when he was a teenager, you know, when he had that... When like, he was in Brazil. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know... Traveling the world. Yeah, he he stood in front of the truck. Couple of years to find himself. Yeah, yeah I going mean, to we'll talk about it. I'm not dare I say a rump springer, but you know something similar, Jesus-like. More
1: of a rump springer
0: guy. Ro- myself,
1: way. Yeah, way, yeah. Big ass, big ass. What? Rump. Are you saying big ass? Big ass, yeah. Big like ass a big rump. ass rump. Rump, yeah. Like a rump roast. No. Big ass comedy. Okay, big ass comedy, (laughs) (laughs) buddy. Big ass comedy. That's good. Is there anything you want to shout out? Where can we find you? Where's? What's the? Talk about
2: the book. Yeah, please pre-order existential existential thirst trap. It is available for pre-order on Barnes and Noble. You can get it on Thrift Books. Where's the? Is the link right here? Where's the link? I think it's like right. Where are you
3: pointing at? There's a link
2: in the description.
3: (laughs) At down down
2: below. Right there is the (laughs) link. Yeah. Please buy my book. Green screen. Um, Yeah, Existential Thirst Trap is available um, on Barnes & Noble right now. Uh, The Kindle's available on Amazon, and I'm waiting for the Amazon link to populate. It just hasn't from the distributor. Yeah. Eventually, it'll be on Amazon, but... In that, and it'll probably be for sale. And uh, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna when I get copies, I have to go drop one off at book people. And because they have to read Tell it, yeah, for them to take it. And I'll be like, please, please, fucking take my book.
1: So, me and him, we, we, we'll go to like book signings, mainly children's books, but nice. we got a book signings for uh, uh, BJ, BJ Novak from The Office wrote a yeah. children's book. We did, We went to that on the the or book signing. Yeah,
3: I, I wanted Biel's to go so. to the one Tom Segura did at Book People. That would have oh, been nice. cool. He yeah. was like sign, He was like signing books outside the front. And so I don't know why he didn't like do a s- like a portion of the book reading inside. I'm sure he was yeah. yeah. He, yeah. He no, he, he just, did just sit stand like probably yeah. just like I don't want to do Every this. Every once in a while,
0: I like when well, they do <laughs> the same. interview. Yeah. Do you Ever
2: see that one? I don't know. You do like a sit down interview? Yeah. That'd be cool. At Book People, yeah, through Like their like social media and stuff. Yeah, but but it's available. Just look up existential. Oh, we could trap. do that
0: interview. We could just go to book people, sit down in the middle of the fucking book. People, just start doing a de facto. Take one. a little fucking like a, one of the little baby speakers, you know, talking mm. about and yeah. just set up and be like, so. What's I'm up? here with the writer, author. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, be, like, confused. they try to yeah. shoe us and then shoes away. We'll Can you all crowd, get off the porch?
2: Get <laughs> Just fuck off! Yeah, hopefully book people will take I it. I want to thank book people for being oh, yeah, be an Austin writer, yeah. yeah, yeah I good. mean, yeah. I I hope so. I know uh, half price will take it, and then it'll be uh, <laughs> fuck yeah for <laughs> well, half. half, half be like, is, like we have to charge yeah. half price. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they have the the big one on Lamar. They have a huge local section. Yeah. So.
0: No, they'll do books. They do book signings there too. Yeah, yeah, we, we yeah we. I've been, been there, there for that too. But that's a whole other story. Yeah, I'm a, it's not as fancy, obviously. But.
2: Yeah, I'm going to do – it'll be in both of those. And then uh, it'll be in bookstores in New Orleans. It'll be in, hopefully, some in Chicago. Um, but slowly but surely, you know, one what time What are, are you thinking? Are you thinking you're going to do a sequel to this book um, or a new project? Or no, like, what what's the future hold? Basically, it, m- this is my plan for the next – I haven't written fiction in a long time. But mm. I've got a shelved book that I was like – I've had this a like, crime story that's very, like, kind of Pulp Fiction-y snatch. Okay. I just have to finish it. it it's yeah. done, but I need it in a place with some plot holes that I feel finally good to get mm. it put out. Polish I just want to just be done with it and just say, that's my official never writing fiction again. Yeah. yeah. Once that's done, then I'm, that's my next thing. It's, it, I wrote it. I think I did 15 fucking drafts on that book. Damn. And once I can just kiss it goodbye, it's the white whale and done with it, and mm-hmm. I'll just never yeah. look back. Then after that, I'm hoping to God this book fucking sells. Like, it's – when you put so much of oh, yourself yeah. into this – because that's what I – built my career on, essays and journalism. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I've been to the border and the Rio Grande where I watch fucking straight-up dudes like Russell Mexican guys into the ground and yeah. shit. I've seen some gnarly shit on some of these stories. Yeah. And uh, I put so much of my heart into this book that I really, really hope that people buy it. Because if they do, the next book – that's going to follow. I would really like to just be on the road for a while. And I want to do travel In the essays. Process of,
1: like, a new yeah, study. I want to do
2: travel essays. And I've got a couple for like a, just a straight essay collection. Amazing, so, like, yeah. My goal for the next, if this book sells, my goal is to have a new book out for the next, every year and a half for the foreseeable future. But nice. I've got, I wrote a piece on Chicago that Pepper took. I've got this thing that I wrote on an ex-girlfriend that Pepper took. And I've got a couple of like magazine pieces and things like that. But like I said, once the fiction book is done, travel essays. Because I want to go to like Japan and shit, and like mm-hmm. really. Cause like That's I said, where I see
1: it. Yeah, like yeah, it's like a, just like a tour odyssey.
2: Yeah, it's I. I just want to go everywhere. Like I'll go to your hometown. You can have fun anywhere. If like there's a good dive bar in every. Because it's it's like,
1: it's, like a, it's definitely a Anthony Bourdain, Harris uh, Thompson life. Kind of like punk rock story, that's, aspect. you that, know what I mean? Are, so I have, a, there's my yeah. Thompson tattoo. So that's like what and I really like. It. So nice. it's like it works well as like you could do like a travel show or you could do a lot with it or a TV show, but yeah, like the writing really like sells itself. We're just like experience,
2: yeah, and that's the goal is to do that. So like I'm gonna simultaneously like write the travel essays, but then like write the essays themselves. So like I know the titles, and I'm not saying them out loud because I don't want people to steal them because Existential yeah. Thirst Trap's a good they, title. Yeah, that's yeah. great, yeah. And I, like I didn't it. tell people that title for fucking years. I'm like, nice. I know what it's going to be called, but I would never say it publicly because I didn't want somebody to steal it. Now it's copyrighted. It's so Go Fuck Yourself. Yeah, yeah, so
1: now it's on you. Because, like, Anthony Bourdain's first book was Kitchen Confidential, mm-hmm. which developed in his first show, right? Was yeah, because
2: it went Kitchen Confidential, then he had a cook, school. And tour. so it was like a mini-series, yeah, cook school, and then that's how he got... Cook's store was on the Food no Network. Then he went to Travel Channel and did No Reservations and No Reservations no into reservations. parts unknown on CNN.
1: And well, yeah. and then before and layover.
2: Yeah, he layover hated was fucking show. Yeah,
1: but I think that was the in between. But yeah, yeah,
2: they the reason why they did the layover is because they were like in these spots where they had literal layovers, and they were like, we could probably yeah make concept, some extra. because he more or less did that for his crew to make more money. Like it wasn't for really for him. He was like, "Well, we're here. Let's just shoot some content." But the idea was run. We call it run and run and gun. Yeah. We're like, they just have. There's really no premise. It's just we're gonna figure this out for like a day. Yeah. And but it helped his people, you know, get more money in their pocket. And he was just like, "Yeah, whatever."
1: I always wondered, like, if that was like a kind of a bastardization of his like writing and like his well, like his like, well, like just persona is like those shows because like I loved him so much, but. I feel like he, he like had a lot of heartache with it too. Yeah, so it's I mean, like I feel like he's more of a writer than because he really didn't like being on TV and like doing all that stuff.
2: He uh, he liked being on TV. Like he was a really complicated guy. Yeah, because the more you get to know, him, like he was my hero. My heroes are always like from the jump. You can look at see me from the year two thousand, it was always him and Henry Rollins. Yeah. Those were my uh, you clearly see Yeah, they're why.
1: great. Yeah, Henry Rollins is another great one. Yeah, yeah,
2: those were always my dudes. I saw Bourdain speak in New Orleans in two thousand and nine. And, you know, I was a diehard and I was so hoping like in my book I have a whole essay that I did with Cleaver and Blade, which is a big clothing like chef's clothing company. Mm. And uh Cleaver and Blade's actually we're gonna do a promotion together to give away ten copies of this book. Oh wow. That's amazing. um but I did this like I always had this Thing with Bourdain That I always thought We would meet And we would like Become best friends I know everybody thinks that Yeah But it was like For me it wasn't about Like hey I love you Because you're on TV It was like I saw so much of myself In that Like when Roadrunner That movie came out um, That was like The documentary about yeah, his
1: death I bawled my eyes out And
2: I went And saw Everybody had to see That movie with me mm-hmm. Like I saw it with my brother My friends Everyone was like If we're gonna go see it I have to go see it yeah. I saw that movie like Five times in the movie theater And I saw it with my mom, me and my cousin and my mom. I was in Chicago and I'd like the next day I I saw the opening night at the music box with my brother. And the next day I went and saw it with my mom. I was like, I need you to see this Mm. because my mom has anxiety and depression. And I do, too. Yeah. And I write about it very freely in the book. And I needed her to see that this, what you see on camera with what he goes through in terms like, I felt a a better
1: understanding of you.
2: Yeah. Because I, I, there's things that I had told her because when I got divorced and like, I'd have a bad relationship or different stuff. Like I've literally said to my mother, am I unlovable? Is it me? And those thoughts go through my head. Like I have a girlfriend now who adores me, but the things that like he felt about, like when depression gets you dude it's the fucking worst yeah and that ache inside is something that
1: it It never leaves you it it doesn't
2: leave you but like it's like a visitor that's kind of hanging in the foreground yeah and the anxiety part of it as well is like all these things and for the first time i could ever relate to something and be like this is how i feel inside and like that's why like when i'm writing or like if i'm going somewhere I saw myself as a dude like that had no path that I have to make my own. I have yeah. no lane, and those two men created this lane. The that thing I is, too, essentially... a lot of people
1: don't realize is like the more success you get, it doesn't it doesn't make you happier. No, you know no. what I mean. It's like I think, oh, if I come out this book or I do this TV show or I do this, I'm gonna be happy. But to you, but it doesn't. To it doesn't. the
2: three of you, what do you what do you define as success? Like to what if for you, what is like what is your version of success?
1: It's just doing it. It's just the creative like That's process of doing it. But I mean, Is like it, in yeah. a
2: perfect world, like if some if you could finally say I made it, what does that look like to you? Oh, big money, big booty, bitches,
3: bro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just yeah,
2: sex, drugs, <laughs> and alcohol. You know? For yeah. me, I've always said success for me, and I hope that this book facilitates mm-hmm. that. I want to own my own house. I want to I have my car paid off. I want to be able to go where I want, when I want, and I never have to take jobs that I don't want to do.
1: Well, yeah, lack of, like, responsible, like, like uh, like I just want the, the financial responsibility. Me, yeah.
2: You know, like, just the, oh, oh. The, the,
1: the just not having to worry. Yeah. Like, These dogs financially, yeah, like, the biggest know? thing. Because that's the oh, biggest, oh, like, oh. like, thing that holds a lot of people back is, like, man, if I had the money to do this, if I had the money to do certain things or... That's money the helps. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah money
2: makes things a lot fucking easier. That's for sure. I mean, so,
0: says you want you know, but a lot of friends of mine out there trying to fucking open up a restaurant can't get it without some fucking yeah dollars. Yeah, I fucking cover up for you, but you're gonna do this. And
2: you're like, you know. <laughs> so here, we're gonna try my concept. You're like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, what's yeah. the worst? It's
0: yeah. I I didn't do it when I was
2: younger so I want to sabotage your idea (laughs) yeah like I mean there are definitely some there there are some great people that are doing interesting things with food Mm -hmm. I had done a podcast a couple of days ago where he was like what's better Chicago or Austin I was like Chicago stands on its own, dude. It's fucking Chicago. Like it's a world. It's it's different, yeah. It's a world class. Mo- Chicago has to measure itself against no a, other have place. Yeah, the hot dogs, the deep the, dish. It's yeah, also no. like an old oh, deep dish is twolder. I also feel I just, like I'm not, not gonna the, sit I here and say it. that Austin
0: doesn't have bad food or good food, or whatever. But I think if you think of Texas food, Houston is the fucking culinary yeah, city. I agree. Um, Houston's I, got it all. If you know what? If
2: you know how to dig in Houston, you can find baller. Houston has incredible food. Houston is the most diverse city in America, you know that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Well, that's it where all like
1: the chains and everybody moves to like they try out their concepts in Houston before they go But the like, thing national. about
2: Houston is Houston's New yeah. York in the 70s, dude. There are neighborhoods where nothing's in English. It's incredible. Oh yeah. 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 You can get this there's a place crazy. There's a place in Houston if you want a fucking banger ass burger, look up the Eminem Grill. M&M. It's like a halal burger joint and it's like oh. it will be like some punk rockers, some like totally fucking Muslim people and, like, Houston-ass, like, rapper dudes. And it's, like, this wild, <laughs> yeah. diverse crowd yeah. in this, like, little tucked-away spot right near the medical district that's off the rails. And they've got Blood Brothers Barbecue in Houston. They've got, uh... I've had,
0: like, the best, like, um... Persian food had the best fucking... Dude, food Asian, in the 5th Ward. Any oh, sort of Asian fusion, fucking whatever the fuck. It, it's all there. El oh, Salvador. Yeah, the 5th Ward. Crazy, there's bro. a
2: Jamaican crazy. place in the 5th Ward that's fucking incredible. It's
0: Jamaican me crazy. Jamaican
2: me, me crazy. It's me it's to wrap the blood. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah, a blood brother burger. I was like... <laughs> yeah, that's... Blood, blood in, blood out, dude. Mm-hmm. Fucking life's a game, Carnot. I do yeah. enjoy
0: yeah. the <laughs> San Antonio... All the best restaurants are, like, in the back of a gas station or something. Yeah, shit. dude. I hell, just, yeah. Know, like San Antonio mentality
2: is my fucking favorite. You know, yeah, I sure. mean, if you think about the hierarchy of Texas food, San Antonio has incredible Mexican food. The Valley has the best Mexican Ooh. food, period. Yeah. Ooh, and women. That's like, yeah. even, when I, when, even when I lived in L.A. for a <laughs>
3: little bit, like, the best Mexican restaurant in my neighborhood was this uh, place called Zacateca Market. And it was literally, like, a fucking convenience store that if yeah. you went up to one counter, there was, like, a dude and like a porch and you'd be like yo man make me a burrito or like a quesadilla like whatever meat you want they got it and they just fucking make it right there for you and like that was the best like, yeah you, know, you don't f- you don't see places like that here like, i'm filling up my
0: truck can i get to this real fast yeah. <laughs> yeah there's some
2: there's some like the food in galveston is incredible too people shit on mm-hmm. galveston galveston is like uh, it'll be in bookstores do they still
0: too. have that schlader bond down
2: there yeah no no yeah they do they oh, do. okay okay um, speaking of
0: jamaica f- beach
2: but Galveston Jamaica yeah. Beach Galveston's the man, best man It gets know. a bad rap And it's like If you know Galveston's just like place. Y'all been that, on
0: East like, Beach Too long Y'all need to go to Jamaica Beach Jamaica Beach is It's own deal South Padre Yeah, yeah it's funny I love it Alright we'll wrap it up Who's got a wrap up
3: I I don't want to wrap it up You want to wrap it up uh, yeah. Oh, oh uh, Not my
0: Oh <laughs> Not penis <laughs> oh, Sorry Dude. Sorry y'all um, Is
1: there anything else you want to bring up before we end? Your or? Instagram
2: or uh, your,
0: um, your links? you have any links?
2: Yeah. Um, right you can lines. find me on Instagram at literally Robert Dean. It's literally, at literally, literally. Robert Literally Robert literally. Dean. Where can we find your writings? You can find me. First and foremost, please buy Existential Thirst Trap. It's a, a pre order now. It'll be out in May. Big laugh. Um, you can go to Big Laugh Comedy. You can see it. You can go to Mike. You can go to. F- Fatherly, the best play. Honestly, just follow me on social media because I'm yeah. always writing for somebody. You tweet? No, I quit Twitter years ago, yeah. dude. I just tweet got it was like yeah, this dead. like echo chamber of like really shitty people. Yeah, I just couldn't keep up. with It's just gross, man. Yeah, Elon's got it now. I don't. I, love <laughs> I don't TikTok. I'm 41. I'm just, I don't, don't do tick, that. You don't. I'm, talk. Like in, yeah. I'm, a, I'm like
0: in two groups of Twitter that are fucking so stupid that I love. I'm I think NBA I think basketball th- Twitter. And Turner Classic Movie Twitter. Oh. oh it was just me and, like, and 70-year-old women just talking about I fucking love it. <laughs> and,
2: <laughs> and Wendy's, right? I
0: Wendy's.
2: I, uh, Turner Classic <laughs> Movies Twitter. Don't knock no, My heart and soul, I can watch black and white movies all fucking oh, day yeah, so long beautiful. with, like... like you right. ever seen The uh, the Sweet Smell of Success? Who's it's, in that? Uh, it's Tony Curtis and... Um, oh. It's Tony Curtis and who's the other dude? Um... No, um, it'll come to me in a second. You're like in a yeah. Some like Yeah, a but look yeah. up the sweet smell of success. It's uh, uh, it's a fucking newspaper columnist who's like really, really powerful, and mm. co- Tony Curtis is like henchman, and so it's like his like wheelings and dealings about New York City, and it's like back alley. I like, love the old newspaper. I think that's button, on turn Yeah, yeah I know, right. It's <laughs> <definitely>, <laughs> I, obviously, that's my shit, dude. And it's uh, like it's so crazy
0: how the newspapers like because I'm a little older, so I was still like live when like. You know, all the main dudes are still writing for fucking, you know, columns.
2: And like, now it's just nothing. But, dude, that is so crazy. I have a journalism degree. I'm a working journalist. Like, my entire, like, I wanted to write for the Chicago Sun Times because Studs Turkle was there Mm -hmm. and Mike Royko and all these, like, guys. Fucking classic writer, Like, news writers. I like that was my school. I wanted that so bad. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a bar in Chicago called old town owl house which is incredible it's across the street from se- from second city I've, yeah, i yeah that's a
1: yeah that's a well-known bar yeah yeah, it an episode yeah. yeah, on yeah. It.
2: and when i was in journalism school you would go in there and be like roger ebert and stuff because it's all filled with like all these drawings and stuff yeah. yeah. and every comedian every writer columnist like i go in there now and i'm like i'm in the club now mm-hmm. like when i was in college you'd be like there's the editor for the Sun Times. There's the guy from Channel Seven. Yeah. There's Roger Ebert. You're yeah. like, this is yeah. fucking
1: crazy. Just have Chubb the whole time. Yeah. I That's
2: yeah.
0: something I do like. Misses like how that world was like so powerful. That's that is, that is literally now. Like, it's just
2: something happened, and now it's just like, b- believe me, TikTokers <laughs> dancing. It's, yeah. Uh, we could do <laughs> yeah. a whole separate podcast Than me bitching about this, but anyway, please buy accidental Texas things. is about a ban TikTok. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. Say it again, please. Sorry. Please buy existential thirst trap and find me on Instagram and Facebook, Robert Dean. Hell yeah! Thank you. Literally, for being on Robert show. Dean. Literally, I think
1: all this success. I'm stoked for it. Thank you. It's gonna be great, and maybe Audible. I think you like your voice reading this book ah. would be amazing no, I'm gonna, as well. Oh, yeah,
2: I, uh, oh. my best friend. I went to my best friend yesterday because everyone's like, "You should do an audiobook. You should do an audiobook. It'd be amazing. Yeah, and. I'm going to do an audiobook. I just got to get this, this get this stuff out there. Yeah, first. yeah, no, no. Audiobooks come cuz I was like, dude, we have a whole recording studio in our house. Yeah. And so we're going to do is, it. Yeah. It's just I got to get around to it. I'd first I Cuz I love first.
3: like
1: like these type of stories like in the voice. I I find it even it's yeah. even more insightful
2: like Yeah, yeah like wanna, sound effects. Yeah, I want to hook up the, with like a show. local punk band and yeah. like have them do like an intro and stuff. Oh, hell yeah. That'd like cool. I want to try to get uh mm-hmm. the Riverboat Gamblers to like let me use, yeah. like, true crime or something yeah, like, like that. Like, yeah, he does comedy stuff, too. Yeah, I just found that out yesterday. Uh, we it's great, yeah. A, the a really shittier the band. I know yeah, I the had the no Q-ins. idea. great, yeah. I had no idea. And I, I a, a M- he shitty, bartends at uh,
1: at Buzzmill.
2: <laughs> oh, does he? Yeah. I had no idea.
1: I'm, like, a, a little stalker-esque on some of the stuff. I find out where people work. and Yeah, they're- Dracula's? Yeah, Dracula's
2: another one the, the Gamblers are probably my third favorite Austin band The first is the Sword Forever Oh, fucking amazing sword.
1: Anthony Bourdain again They yeah. were, uh, oh. when Bourdain was in Austin episode. Yeah, they went to um, They went to uh, Quality uh, Seafood The Yeah, Quality Seafood with uh, the Sword And fucking the Sword's hot sauce, yeah Damn. Rest yeah,
2: yeah. in peace, Sword They're fucking Taco I, sword Tuesday, Sword kills, the kills it Yeah. I was so friend, bummed out when they broke up My friend Tim worked at that Quality
0: Seafood my homeboy used to work there, too. He used to be banging before COVID. I don't See, know. That, good, that hey. other
1: episode, too, was uh, Neon Indian, and they went to yeah, that bakery. they yeah. yeah. shut down, too, the 24-hour bakery. Well, well, it was on First. first. Was I think it was on first, first Street, one on. but they oh, shut that weird. down recently, they shut it there, yeah. yeah, The
0: owner of him, um, he's old. He's like 85. He's like, fuck yeah. it. Yeah. But that's the reason they shut it down. It yeah. wasn't like it wasn't like anything else. was yeah. just like, I'm tired of cooking. Yeah, and they about. went to
2: Lala's before it became what it is now. Fuck you,
0: Yeah, it's just like a
2: a gimmick yeah I mean it's fun I, man, I fuck it's... the old Lala's too man I don't get me started on this <laughs> shit let's see I don't mind I live they, up that they way they fucking they
0: water down their liquor don't get me started man I already fucking fought that whole t- I mean I was involved in like three different riots of fucking Lala's I don't know the fuck that even happened. you hate Christmas man, too fuck I know <laughs> goddamn Lala's have we spoken here I was there you know with the fucking train we can't <laughs> Austin, <laughs> Austin <laughs> culture, <laughs> culture right now, club <laughs> Okay. To me, baby. something I want to tell you. Thank you for listening to the Austin Culture Club podcast. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, IG, and YouTube. Produced and edited by Julian Guevara.